From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Thursday, April 14th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. A divided Ohio Supreme Court has issued an extraordinary fourth rebuke of the state's Republican-controlled map-making panel for unconstitutionally gerrymandering statehouse maps to benefit their party. In a 4-3 to three ruling, the court ordered the embattled and defiant Ohio Redistricting Commission to reconvene and draw a constitutionally compliant map by May 6th. Primaries in Ohio House and Senate races have already been called off for May 3rd because of the dispute. A federal court had signaled its intention to intervene to resolve the months-long stalemate between the commission and the court if a solution wasn't reached by Wednesday. Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine won high marks early in the pandemic with his stay-at-home mandates, but now he's facing backlash for those moves from his party's far-right faithful as he runs for a second term. Dave James reports. DeWine remains the favorite to emerge from a May 3rd primary that will test just how much to the right Ohio has shifted. He faces challenges from three lesser-known conservatives who are trying to tap into the frustration over his handling of the pandemic. Recent polls show DeWine in what appears to be a comfortable position heading into the primary. Dave James, Owen in News. A Columbus man who acknowledges he joined the mob at the U.S. Capitol last year and ignored a variety of warning signs says he was only following orders from the then-president Donald Trump. The man, 38-year-old Dustin Byron Thompson, testified yesterday during his trial in federal court in Washington. Thompson says he took to the Internet after being laid off from his exterminator job in March 2020. In his pandemic doldrums, he says, he fell under Trump's sway as he bought into conspiracy theories. Thompson's defense team is the first to argue that Trump and others were responsible for the mob's actions. A man suspected in a mass shooting on a New York subway is now behind bars. Yolanda Harris says authorities have announced an Ohio connection in the shooting. The ATF says the gun used in the shooting was purchased 11 years ago at a pawn shop in the Columbus area. Police caught 62-year-old Frank James in Manhattan. He's charged with setting off smoke grenades in a crowded subway car and then firing at least 33 shots. More than two dozen people were hurt. James faces a federal terror offense. If convicted, he could face life in prison. I'm Yolanda Harris. COVID-19 cases are still low around Ohio, but monitoring of the virus in wastewater may indicate an increase is on the way. Sarah Shookman explains. Dr. Zuzana Borarova interprets data from 70 sites around Ohio, including the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District, where the Easterly plant noted a 1,000% uptick at last report. If we see big outbreak and maybe we didn't see it in cases yet, we can target resources in the area of the state. So the next month could really be critical here. As the wastewater data can pop two to four weeks before cases do. I'm Sarah Shookman. Starting this summer, a new state law changes what constitutes overtime work, meaning employers will not have to pay hourly workers extra for time spent away from work checking email or performing other tasks. Angela Ann has more with Darius Burnett. It also makes it so hourly workers will not get paid overtime for the commute. Payroll experts say now is a good time to talk to your boss about what your overtime looks like. Many employers have an employee handbook, which may govern how an employee deals with certain communications, whether it's email, text, uh, phone calls, and how that should be dealt with specific to their role within the organization. That new law also changes how hourly workers take part in class action lawsuits over unpaid wages. I'm Angela Ann. 
The number of people seeking unemployment benefits ticked up last week but remained at a historically low level. Dave James has the details. The Labor Department said today new jobless claims rose by 18,000 to 185,000 after nearly touching the lowest level since 1968 in the previous week. Weekly applications for unemployment aid have remained consistently below the pre-pandemic level of 225,000. Ohio reported just under 14,000 new unemployment claims last week, down nearly 4,000 from the previous week. In all, about 64,000 Ohioans filed for new or continuing unemployment benefits last week. Dave James, ONN News. Ohio's Democratic U.S. Senator held a roundtable meeting yesterday with Veterans Affairs employees to address the potential closure of a Southern Ohio facility. More from Yolanda Harris. Senator Sherrod Brown met with employees of the Chillicothe VA to discuss their concerns about the facility possibly closing. The Department of Veteran Affairs recommended last month the facility close after a nationwide assessment of all 171 facilities. Veterans have until the end of January to voice agreement or disapproval with the recommendations with state leaders. I'm Yolanda Harris. Visitation was held today for Lieutenant Philip Weigel, the firefighter from West Salem, northeast of Mansfield, who was killed on Monday in a traffic accident on I-71. Laura Queso has more. Visitation will be from 1 to 4 p.m. and again from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Church of the Nazarene on Worcester Road. Lieutenant Weigel will then be laid to rest on Friday morning at the West Salem Cemetery. A GoFundMe has been set up in his name to raise money in his honor. I'm Laura Queso. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day announced earlier today how the team will honor late former quarterback Dwayne Haskins at the team's spring game. Tracy Townsend has the details. Head coach Ryan Day announced that they will honor Haskins before and during the spring game. We are going to do a little bit of a, a couple things, um, you know, to tribute uh, for Dwayne. will be at the end of the first half. We'll do a video for him and uh, a moment of silence before and, and uh, still have a few other things that we're going to do to recognize him. The spring game is Saturday, April 16th at noon at Ohio Stadium. I'm Tracy Townsend. And as he waits to see what his NFL future holds, Baker Mayfield is speaking out for the first time since the Cleveland Browns decided to go in a new direction at quarterback. Clay Gordon reports. Talking on a podcast yesterday, Mayfield said he has no regrets for his time in Cleveland, but added that he felt disrespected by the Browns organization in their decision to trade for Houston quarterback Deshaun Watson. Mayfield says he was misled by the Browns and their intentions. The former Heisman Trophy winner also took a shot at fans who booed him as he was struggling through the last season, during which he was plagued with injuries, saying he'd love to show up at their cubicle, boo them, and watch them crumble. I'm Clay Gordon. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.